You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist <laughs> Podcast, we're going to talk about a dream interpretation. You know, sometimes people have dreams of just screwing up a broadcast or technology, things like that. That happens sometimes. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to let you know what, what that means. You know, something psychological is going on, and I'll let you know what that means. <laughs> giving away a bunch of free stuff as well with my free hypnosis guide, my uh, hypnosis for confidence download, and a bunch of other cool stuff. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, my friends? It's David Wright here, the Motor City Hypnotist. I'm standing naked in front of the class. I don't understand why. Back with another absolutely fantastic show, regardless of what happened in the last uh, two minutes. That's some of the best comedy ever right there is what that is. I mean, that really got out of hand. (laughs) We are here. Yeah. the podcast Detroit Taylor Studios temporarily, the, the, the home, the uh, headquarters of the Motor City Hypnotist. Uh, so, no, what is that? You have something on your bookshelf behind you. Is that your uh, certificate of uh, from graduation? Certificate of, of authenticity. That could be. You know what? I'm trying to remember which one that is. It's like right behind your shoulder, right there. The, that's yeah, that's yeah. my National Guild of Hypnotists certification. Oh, fair enough. Because yeah. you, when you're looking for a hypnotist, that is something you want to seek out in somebody, right? Oh, yeah. That, that's a great certification to have. And, right. and as we've, and I'll, I'll run through it real quick since, since uh, Matt, Matt's with me as always, uh, by the way, people. And Jamie is here also. Hi, Jamie. Hey. And we are hanging out online um, soon, soon to have a studio. Don't worry, folks. Well, not that it matters to those of you listening. You don't know any better. But, you know, you Facebook Live people, you might want to see a different different place. Who knows? So, yeah, uh, Matt made a good point. Um, you probably want to check out your hypnotist to make sure they're, they're, they're all certified, but they're not all licensed. And that's a big thing. And, and uh, National Guild of Hyp- Hypnotists is a pretty uh, – th- that's probably the most prestigious lic- uh, certification you could have. Fair. Thank you for that. They're the biggest group of hypnotists in, in the country. So, yeah. Awesome. Check that glad, out. I'm glad you're one of them. Absolutely. Me too. So let me tell you, folks, where you can find me. My website, MotorCityHypnotist.com. On the website, you'll find all the cool stuff as far as the podcast page, along with my store, all kinds of other cool things. Um, and you should find some, as uh, soon as I have time to add it, I've been traveling. This will be my third weekend in a row, so I haven't had time to put together any, any footage, as Michael Jackson would say. Get the footage. But you're going to Iowa. There's not much. I am going to Iowa. Yeah, it's my it's my third weekend in a row in Iowa. Iowa people, I love you. I'm coming back again. I'll be back this weekend. <laughs> well, I'll have some uh, have some video of, of shows coming up as soon as I have time to edit. You know, hmm. that's a, a time consuming process. Fair enough. But that's uh, you know, that, that's something that just gets done. 
right. like this in the background. What the <laughs> yeah. fuck is it with yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, it's it just somebody's got to do it. So um, you can find me on Facebook and YouTube. Both of those are Motor City Hypnotist and on Twitter and Instagram, which are both Motor City Hypno, H-Y-P-N-O. Excellent. And I am also on Patreon. If you want to support the channel, support the show, support the podcast, that would be a great place to do it. Mm-hmm. Very minimal donations helps the show out, helps me keep things going and uh, giving you good content, all that kind of. Well, most of the time, good content. But <laughs> be good. Yeah. And as usual, I'm giving away a free hypnosis guide. You can find the link for that in the show notes. If you, wherever you're listening, just pop into the show notes and uh, that link should be there to get your free hypnosis guide. And the free MP3 download, uh, Hypnosis for Confidence, that link will also be available in the show notes. And you have, a, and, you, have a, you have a Facebook page, Empower Your Mind for Success, correct? I do, yes. My Empower Your Mind for Success Facebook group. It's a private group, but if you just ask to join, I'll admit you, mm-hmm. uh, just like any other private group would be. And we focus on, honestly, a lot of it is focused around the podcast, what we talk about here, things mm-hmm. to help you. Um, I, I post a lot of media things on there too. Um, I, I have a have some uh, photos, uh, articles uh, as far as the Detroit News article I did recently. The, the interview I had on uh, Channel Twenty, uh, mm-hmm. uh, which was about I don't know maybe a month or so ago, mm-hmm. um, and then other other useful things that you might find. So yeah, if you want to sh- meet me there, um, and that that group is also and it will have access. And I, and I think I've teased this uh, maybe a couple of months ago. Uh, I let people know that a book was in process. Mm-hmm. And um, I can say that uh, at least a couple of chapters have gone to an editor. So um, we, might, we might look for that within the next uh, couple of months, depending on how – boy, there's a lot. I mean, other than writing – because how do I put – I don't want to simplify this, but – but, but I do a lot of writing as far as just client notes. Now, of course, that's, that's not in the book. Clients, don't worry. <laughs> but, but, and I do a lot of, I, I've, I've, been do, I've done blogs over, over the course of time. I did, I did a couple of, uh, of guest articles on Huffington Post. So, I, so I, 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 I've done some writing in the past. Fair. So that part, it just takes time. Once you get into it and get it done, the, the, hard, the, the big part as far as a book goes is getting to your editor getting it to formatting, getting it to uh, proofread, uh, all of that stuff, all of that back-end stuff. It, that, that's a lot. A lot goes into that yes. and uh, self-publishing. So, yeah. so yeah, be on the lookout for that, and I'll, I'll give you updates as that comes along. Um, like these last couple of weeks, I haven't had much time for writing because I've been traveling, but that's mm-hmm. good. So anyway, the, the Empower Your Mind for Success uh, Facebook group. <laughs> pop in there i'll let you in and um, you can take a look at what we have for you and the most important thing is wherever you're listening whether it be itunes spotify wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe that the, the subscriptions really help um i know i i kind of go in and look at data over you know not often but here and there and and you know the more subscriptions you have the more visibility you have and that helps the show to get to more people more people see it more people to subscribe and you know we'll build it that way so yeah subscribe and leave a review that would also be helpful oh hey michael michael dwyer checked in uh thanks michael thanks uh the right you're right the the writing is kind of the easy part it's just getting everything organized and and put into structure and and where you want things yeah 
I get mm-hmm. it. So I, I appreciate it. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for checking in. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. And I think that's uh, that's all the plugs I have for the moment. <laughs> you know, there, there's they can come up at any point, you know. Yeah, there's right. There's so much that goes into what you do, you know, professionally, and then mm-hmm. to be able to share some of this knowledge around what you do on a daily basis and then format it the way you do. <clears throat> don't stop. I just got to tell you. Oh, don't no, stop. I, don't, don't, stop I don't, I don't plan on it, you know, unless I get put in jail or something, but, uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully, hopefully that won't happen. Right, right. So, okay. Right. Bu- business is over. Escalated quickly. Yeah, it really did. Really got out of hand fast. <laughs> right. So business is over. What, yes, business what's is our, over. What's our well, next Well, first story? of all, I'm going to say hi to Alan. Alan just checked in. So, hey, Alan, doing great. Hey, hey Alan, guess what's happening today? I know you have Taco Friday. As soon as I'm done recording here, I'm going back home because there's a taco truck in my neighborhood, in my subdivision tonight. Awesome. So I'm going to have Taco Friday as well. So, yeah, <laughs> thanks, Alan, again, for checking in as usual. We appreciate you. And, and Alan, Alan, hey, hey. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yep, there you go, Alan. I know you missed that if we don't play it for you. It's time. That's how winning is done. <laughs> All right. Our winner of the week. This is just a really a cool story. Um, I, I, I'm going to do I'm, I'm going to tell you a, a. So first of all, the, the story is about an elderly man. And I like animals. I like elderly people. Not, I, not, I don't say that in a bad like I wouldn't like them. But, but I, but I, I, I kind of sometimes I, I, I kind of feel bad for them. And I'm, I'll tell you a quick story. And my wife's going to like totally like make fun of me because i told her this but i distinctly remember being 10 maybe eight nine ten years old somewhere in that range my mom took me to taco bell and there was this older gentleman you know probably I, I i mean at that point it probably seemed like he was 100 but he's probably elderly like 70 80s or whatever and he was carrying his tray to his table and his drink fell over and spilled all over and as a kid i was just like oh i i, I it was like it hurt me like almost like in my core, I was just like, oh, man, this poor guy. It just really, like, struck me hard. So, I'm, so I guess I'm very sensitive to the plights of, of, of older people and, and, you know, struggles they have. And it, anyway, that left an impression on me. But, but this is a great story. So there's this guy. He's 79 years old, and he's married, okay? So it, it, I try not to read these stories uh, linearly because I don't want to give away what's going on right up front. Fair, so, fair. so long story short, his wife has been been in poor health, and she's unable to do some of the things she used to be able to do. She can't get around a lot. Um, her, her vision is failing, and um, and they note in the story when she would start to when she would try to do her hair. She would end up burning herself with the curling iron, things like that. Like, like oh, just God. unable to do those things that she's always done. Poor bird. This, this, this guy walked into the Alberta's Delmar College of Hair and Aesthetics and asked the director, Carrie Hanna, he said, he, I want to learn how to use a curling iron so he could do it for her. So he could help her with her issues and help her get herself ready and do her hair. And then, and, and so that was, that was his original request. But as he was there, 
they they took him and, and sh- they, the the owner of the place paired him with a student and a mannequin and he was taught how to operate the curling iron and protect you know so he wouldn't burn her and all that stuff and then he asked for tips on how to apply your makeup so this guy went to help his wife out went to this this uh, beauty school asked can I learn how to curl hair and and do makeup for my wife since she's unable to do it anymore. Mm. Um, and then, he, of course, he pulled out pictures showing everyone his wife and saying that that she it's important to her. That that's the big thing. She just wants she wanted to, to she's going to feel good if she looks better. You know, if she has her makeup on and her hair is done. And how uh, long have they been married? Been married fifty plus years. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, his it says his wife of fifty plus years. So it might and it could be who knows could be that's sixty. A, I love that. Yeah. Um. And, and then the owner said uh, she was really impressed with his new professional skills and she's looking great. Oh, uh, good for that dude. Good for the elderly man. They don't think here. They don't, they, they don't give his name in the story, which is kind of odd. Right. She, they just call him a gentleman. Yeah. So yeah. So older gentleman want to help your wife out. Winner of the week. Bam. How done. Yes, it is. So, folks, today we're going to talk about dream interpretation. Now, before we get too far into this, I just want to say that overall, there, 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 there are very few, very few scientific studies done as far as uh, interpretation of dreams. No, no clinical studies, no no in-depth analytical scientifically based studies. So so of course a lot of this could be anecdotal. But over time people have developed theories as far as, you know, what people might be experiencing when they have dreams and why they dream the things that they do. Um so it, it really is a process of kind of assigning meaning to dreams. And a lot of these things, as we know, come from your subconscious. Because our, our, when we sleep, our conscious mind is shut off. We're asleep. We're not aware of things. But our subconscious mind is always working. And that's where our dreams come from. And if, you, if you've listened to this podcast at all in the past, you know all of our habits are stored in our subconscious. That's where everything drives everything from. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, it goes back to Freud's theory. Everything's driven by the subconscious. Yes, Matt. Matt's raising his hand if you can't see it on Facebook. I am. <laughs> um, so if, if, if you have a, a, a little person in your dream riding yes. a rocking horse and holding two beers in each hand, is, does that mean something? <laughs> I, I'm sure it means something. <laughs> <laughs> what places are you talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I, I've always thought like the most bizarre, and I tried to think back because you know sometimes, sometimes you'll have dreams that you really remember, and some, and honestly, and, and people will say this, and, we, and we've done a whole show on uh, lucid dreaming, and we won't get into that in this one because there's a whole episode way back on that. But, um, but a lot of people that. We have dreams every night, whether you remember them or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some dreams, they, they just stay with you. Like you can remember a dream that you had 10 years ago sometimes, but you might not be able to remember a dream you've had in the past six months. So certain dreams kind of have that effect on you or have that impact that, that's like, wow, I remember that dream. Mm-hmm. And, and 
sometimes it is really crazy. It's, it's, it's like, and again, that's like your subconscious mind is just let loose to run around. So oftentimes, and, and we'll go back, we'll start out with Freud because Freud is really the, the, the person who first kind of, of published anything regarding dream interpretation. And that's what his book was called, The Interpretation of Dreams. It was first published in 1899. Mm. And he argued that the, the motivation of all dream content is wish fulfillment. So his argument or his, 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 his thesis that he was proposing is that all of our dreams are, are sort of wish fulfillment in some way. Now, he, he, I don't think, without making a whole convoluted explanation, he, I, he didn't mean that literally in every sense. So we probably all had dreams that we were um, with someone else, like other than our partner. Or yeah. um, maybe maybe you had you know a dream that you were, you know, um, you know, beating somebody up at work. I don't, I don't think those are, are really actual things you'd want to do, but they're an expression of something else that's happening. Mm -hmm. So, so whereas Freud, Freud kind of said it's, it's content as wish fulfillment. So in the case of like beating somebody up at work, you, you really don't want to do that, but maybe you want your wish fulfillment is that you want to be in a better place at work or, or mm -hmm. you want to be ahead or, um, or that somebody else is causing a block for you at work. So there's ways to interpret that. Um, so again, not in a literal sense, but again, that Freud's thought that wish fulfillment is the purpose of every dream. Um, and he does note that when we're very small children, that dreams are straightforward. They're, they're just straightforward of fulfillment of wishes, and then they get comp more complicated with your feelings and with your subconscious as you grow older. Um, the other big dream guy that proposed uh, theories about dream is Carl Jung, J-U-N-G, a Swiss psychiatrist who founded analytical psychology. So he proposed two approaches to analyzing dreams, the objective and the subjective. In the objective approach, every person in the dream refers to the person they are. A mother is a mother, a girlfriend is a girlfriend, a dog is a dog. So it's, so it's all straightforward in Jung's view. The subjective approach, every person in the dream represents an aspect of the dreamer. So let's say you're dreaming of a stranger who is yelling on a bus. He's, Jung is saying that, that part of yourself is that person, that you're projecting yourself into these images in your dream. So that your, your behavior is somewhere deep inside of you are represented by somebody, whatever that person or, or people are doing in the dream. Um, so, for example, he gives the example, if a dreamer is being chased by a crazed killer, <laughs> well, and this is Jung's interpretation, I'll, I'll read it. If the dreamer is being chased by a crazed killer, the dreamer may come eventually to recognize his own homicidal impulses. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Jung, Jung is saying... Uh, have a brain like a chicken. <laughs> no, Jung, Jung's really respected as far as his, uh, <laughs> his, his analytic psychology. But, but again, he's, his view was that your, your projections are part of yourself and that you're just recognizing urges or, or qualities in yourself that may come out in a dream. Probably the most recent, I, I'm going to say recent as far as modern one, in 1953, Calvin Hall, who was an American psychologist, and he studied dream research and analysis. Um, 
he, he his theory was that dreaming is considered to be a cognitive process. And he argued that a dream was simply a thought or sequence of thoughts that occurred during sleep and that they're visual representations of you trying to work something out in, in your in your cognition. Um, and he gave an example. If one if one dreams of being attacked by friends, this might be a manifestation of some conflict in a current friendship or fear that you may lose a friend. So his his was a little bit more practical, let's say, as far as Hall's approach. So after after all of those explanations regarding the big dream psychologist analysts professionals in the past, what what are specific things in dreams? What do they mean? So I, I, again, I want to preface this again. I said it a few moments ago. That this is more. I'm not going to say anecdotal because I think it's taken from from information that's been gathered from different places. But this can give you a general idea of what things in a dream means. Okay, so let's start out with um, <laughs> the, uh, there are a couple funny ones too, and I, I've included those. So, what if you dreamt about being abducted abducted by aliens? What what do you think that would mean, Matt? Uh, you don't want to be where you are. <laughs> Great, Odin's Raven. Um, it may mean that you are encountering something in your life that is unfamiliar or hostile. You're 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 facing something that's unknown or you feel is going to be threatening to you that you're that you're unaware of or that's that's odd or that's out of the out of the norm. Okay. I can see okay. that. Yep. Um if you dream about an airport, it might mean and, and this is where the simplicity of Hall comes in compared to the the deep underlying uh subconscious of Freud. So an airport, you might dream of an airport because you have a flight coming up and you have anxiety. That's, that's the practical explanation for it. Um, but it could also symbolize a, a, a period of transition in your life or that, or that you need to, to see a different environment or do something different to put you in a different environment. Or you don't want to be where you are. <laughs> or, yeah, or Yeah, exactly that. Or you don't want to be in the place you are, whether that's physically or mentally. You, you, you want to move on to someplace different and what that, whatever that means to you. Th this is th now, this is one I have. Now, I'm not going to say often, but I've had this more than once in my life. Losing your hair or your teeth. I've in had this in your dream? In your dream, yes. Okay. So, losing hair or teeth represents feeling. Like you, you're you're out of control of what's happening around you. Um, in fact, a psychologist Ian Wallace uh, told uh, the Independent, which is a which is a news source. He said your teeth symbolize how confident and powerful you feel. So some situation is causing your confidence to crumble in your waking life. And the other the other one that I came across, the other kind of of theory on that is that. Hair and teeth, for the most part, are kind of seen as permanent things. I mean, you could pull them, you could cut your hair, unless you go bald. Again, that would be an exception to the rule. But but they're kind of look like that. That's you know, all people have teeth and hair at some point. It, it, it's a permanent part of your identity. Mm -hmm. So losing those things means that you're 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 just you're losing something important and permanent in your life, and that or, or you feel that you might be losing those things. Gotcha. So that, that was an interesting one because I've had that one before. You've had that dream before? 
I've, yeah, losing my teeth. I've had, I've had that dream more than a couple of times. Yeah. I, I see. I've had the airport dream a few times, you know, because yeah, I do, I do travel out West every once in a while. Right. Yeah. And, you know, a week, two weeks beforehand, you know, I, I'm excited for the trip, but there's a little, little bit of anxiety, but even after I get home from the trip, I still have that, that dream. And I, Cause you know, I experienced it. It's probably fresh in my mind. It's in my subconscious of a, probably. a yeah, experience that I had. So, yeah, and, and sometimes it can be that simple. It's just like, like I said, I have a trip coming up tomorrow and, and I, I might dream tonight that I'm on a plane because I'm going to be on a plane tomorrow because it's right. something right. that you're, that's, that you're currently happening in your life. And it just, and sometimes it'll just manifest in a weird or different way. Like, you know, I might dream I'm on the airplane losing my teeth. <laughs> that, that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here's here's a common one, and 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 this, and this one, I, I, I honestly I've had clients come into my office and 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 tell me they feel guilty about this. It's it's you have a dream about having an affair, um, and and this one is probably more common than people realize because I, I've seen clients over almost thirty years now, and and it's not uncommon because uh, a lot of people will wake up from that and just feel like oh my gosh what's wrong with me I mean. What you know, I, I would never do that. So, so it doesn't necessarily mean that you want to be unfaithful or that you want to be with somebody else. It could just represent the idea of of exploring different options in your life, whether that be job, whether it be hobbies, whether it be you know financial, whatever that is. But but it's it's a lot of people take it literally, and again, that's that subconscious part of your mind that just it's putting pieces of things together and it doesn't have to make sense as far as your, as your dream goes, but it can represent again, something that you, you feel like you want to start something new. So that could be as simple as that. So don't feel okay. guilty about it. You know, so, so let me ask the question because yeah. do, do you share that dream with your significant other or you do you keep that? <laughs> well, I think that's, that's a great question. I think it depends on your relationship and and I can I can tell you now I I would share that with my wife we we would share that together and laugh about it you know because because then I would tease her after she might even pop in but uh, and then I would just tease her later I'm like oh did you have that dream again about so and so or what you know give you a chance to say ooh really yeah, right <laughs> yeah exactly I'm like that guy's a loser what in blazes are you talking about <laughs> um. Playing sports, so you and I. I've, this is one I've had also that that I've I've I and, and I've done sports in the past. So I don't think this is an unusual thing. If it's something, oh, there's my wife. She's yeah. Kendra just said true. Yep, yep. We would definitely we would definitely do that. Um, so playing sports. If you played sports, that's probably a common dream that you would have because you've done it before. It's just it's just again something in your subconscious that you've done. You you know what it feels like. You know what what you're doing when you're doing it. Um, but if you don't regularly participate in sports, it, it, it might be something just uh, just simple as I need to be more active or um, um, I, I, I might need to be careful so I don't overdo something. Uh, and it also might just show a simple, just a simple level of competitiveness, whether it's professionally or personally or in, or in friendships, um, because that competitive feeling can come out in other things than physical and sports related things. I picture myself as Rudy sometimes, you know. Yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you got half the sack on the quarterback. 
Half the sack, yes. Half the sack, yes. Half the sack, yes. It, that they never mentioned on the on the uh, TV broadcast, right? <laughs> so, folks, we are going to continue with Dream Interpretation Part 2 in our next episode. We're going to stretch this out. We have two episodes to cover all of these. Um, yeah, we're going to get into some other really interesting ones. So if, if you're listening online, just pop into the next episode if it's there. Uh, if you're on Facebook, stick around. We're going to be right back for part two of Dream Interpretation. Change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We will see you next time.